Welcome to the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, Thanksgiving Week Edition, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. It is LSU Week. The Bayou Bengals coming into Kyle Field for a 6.30 Saturday night kick. Second place in the SEC West is on the line. A&M hadn't finished higher than third in the SEC West since joining the SEC. Even Johnny's Heisman year, Johnny Manziel, 2012, the Aggies finished third in their division and fifth in the country. That's the that's the, what you're dealing with in the SEC West. Well, the Aggies are 0-6 against LSU since 2012 and got to bust out of that slump. Get that monkey off your back at Kyle this weekend. The Aggies improved to 7-4 on the season, 2-0 in its current homestand after a 41-20 win over number 25 UAB. The Aggies are now ranked number 22 in the latest college football playoff poll. LSU is number 7, remains a number 7. In that win over UAB, Travion Williams ran wild in the last quarter. 111 of his 167 yards came in the fourth period. Kellamon had a very efficient 11 for 20. Now that's a little over 50%, but when you watched him play, he really threw the ball extremely well. He threw for 192 yards, a pair of touchdowns, uh, both of them to tight end Jay Sternberger. The defense allowed some big plays through the air, but compiled three sacks, also 12 tackles for loss in that game. The special teams made some big plays in all facets as well. A lot of young guys got in there and made some plays in the kicking game, kick coverage, and the return game. Blocked a couple of kicks as well. Sophomore Jaden Peavy got that done. A, a kick, a blocked field goal, and a blocked extra point. And it was a nice tune-up win for AM in advance of LSU again this weekend. Coming up Saturday, 6.30 at Kyle Field. And coming up in the program, we'll look back on the win over the Blazers and dive into the matchup between the Aggies and Tigers. We're joined on the show by former AM quarterbacks Jimmy Wright and Trevor Knight. Former AM defender Justin Dunning and SEC Network analyst Cole Kublik. All of that coming your way next on the Texags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. Friday starts now. Get 60% off everything and 50% off clearance styles at Gap Factory. Plus, don't miss logo favorites from $9.99 and sweaters from $14.99. Save big at Gap Factory. And at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 60% off everything, including clearance. Stock up on cozy sweaters from $19.99 and outerwear from $39.99. Black Friday deals start now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Search our store locator for your nearest Gap Factory and Banana Republic Factory store or shop us online. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. 
<sighs> Moving expenses? <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network and joined in studio right now by former Bryant-era quarterback, longtime coach in the SEC at Mississippi State and Tennessee, former head coach at Wichita State, coming in every week here on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, the one and only, the Chief of Police, Jimmy Wright. Well, it's good to be here, and this is a big week, and this is going. it should be a, a great week for our football team and our fans because this is a huge game with great Oof. importance. And Jim, this is why you play, man. This is why you play. This is why uh, you come to A&M or you go to LSU because this is a big game with a lot of things on the line that are important. Man. And there's not one thing, Gabe. Millie told me not to be banging on the table if I get too excited. <laughs> and, and, and I'll guarantee you, this is going to be an exciting week and everybody's going to be coming to this game. Uh, all my relatives, all my family, they all already call for tickets. So it's the same thing with the players. You're the guy to call, though. I mean, it's the same thing with the players, man. <laughs> they have nothing that's going to be more important than this football game. This game was so important in 55 when I started after the UCLA game. We moved it to the Cotton Bowl. It was that big you couldn't hold it I mean, we could not hold it. The stadium was 42-5. They had 88,000 at the Cotton Bowl. And we beat them 28 to nothing out there, team. A few players are listening. We beat them 28 to nothing. We played them in 56 over there and beat them 9 to 7. And I'll take was, 9 to 7 or 28 not, nothing. It, it, it doesn't was, matter. It was 7 to 2. And, and Coach Bryant put me in there. We went 80 yards. And we hit John Tracy for a touchdown pass. And naturally, we did not get a penalty because Kenneth Beck was standing right beside him, our offensive tackle. And Paul Deese was the head coach of LSU. He sent us the news clipping and said the only reason they didn't call it was because of Coach Bryant. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Intimidation factor. That's, anyway, that's all right. we won the game 9-7. to seven, And all I'm saying is this football team, you have nothing more important. Neither the staff, trainers, managers, or football team than this football game this Saturday at 6.30. And by golly, I hope you're out there studying because today's Tuesday is work day. You've gotten the scouting report. You know, you forgot all about UAB. You've gone over the good and what was not so good. Right, Gabe? You better believe it. Now they're, going yep. about, they're talking about LSU and all the players and what you got to do to stop them, what you got to do to win. And remember, saying that I'm going to win – while we want to win, it's natural. That's why you play the game, is to win. Well, Monday press conferences are different than what we've been used to. I think one year in there, Sherman did it, and then they went back to Tuesdays. Tuesdays, you get a little more look ahead. Mondays, a lot of times, is flashing back because it's so close to the previous game. But in a week like this, nobody wants to do that. And so we're looking ahead but it's Mondays, and a lot of time they hadn't met yet because you get Sundays, you know, right. they're reviewing tape. Monday's like an off day sometimes. So they get off days in there, and they're reviewing the previous game. So a lot of times we talk to these players, and you know you almost can't ask them how much do you know about the upcoming component because they're just starting their week. They're college kids. Well, I ask guys about how much you know about them just to kind of get a sense for sense. how much voluntary tape right. watching they're doing on okay. LSU. And they knew a bunch about sure. these guys. From the center we talked to, to the running back, to the quarterback and defensive players as well, 
they've been preparing for LSU for for a little while now. Uh, Gabe, what you're saying is absolutely true. There's not one era, whether you don't have the social media like you did in 55 or 50 with Bob Smith, who Trevon Williams broke his record. Yep. Okay. Running, rushing there's yards by a junior. One thing, there's not one thing that these players do not hear. They know they hear all the same thing you and I hear. It's a matter of them being mature and understanding that when they step in Bumbright Complex, it's time to study football. When they go to the field, it's time to work. It's time to block, tackle, and get the game plan down, offense, defense. It is work time. There's not anything more important than this football game for this week. It's not any different than when Anim used to play Texas. Not any different. Yep. Big. Thanksgiving's a big deal. I'm telling you. But it's a, it, it was a work great. night for the players. Thanksgiving the is great. Uh, they'll have a big Thanksgiving meal for the team. Yep. Uh, a lot of times we had a lot of parents up for that during my day. But I know one thing, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in pads, whether it's shoulder pads and sweats or full pads, it is work day. And the more that you knowledge-wise know of tendencies – if Gabe Bach knows, if you're a strong safety and you know all the plays off of every formation and where they're going to run it on the minus 20, on the, on the plus 20, whatever it is, you know plays off tackle, inside, wide, jet sweep, reverses, creative plays that they've run in the past, like throwing a quick screen and he throws a pass to a guy going deep. See, sure. you have to know all of it. It's work time out there, A&M, and you players need to concentrate and mentally. And the biggest thing, they need to start Monday afternoon with the word believe, that they can believe they can beat LSU, that the team can beat LSU. Believe in your game plan. Believe in Coach Fisher. Believe in Elko. Believe in – and uh, the guy that calls the offensive play, that's Coach Fisher. All the team yep. play together because this is a humongous game. And when you win it, you will always remember that you beat LSU in 2018 yep. and you're 8-4. and four, And you might be in a bowl game that I played in about four times, the Gator Bowl. Who knows? That's right. Oh yeah, A uh, and M's going to that level of a bowl if they win this game. Sure. Eight and four, second in the SEC mm-hmm. West for the first time Five ever. And three. A and M has never yeah. finished in the top two in the SEC West. They would do that with the tiebreaker head to head over LSU. Yes. Uh, now LSU's probably still going to a better bowl game because than they're going to be ranked. They'll be ranked higher yeah. and in that twelve. Kentucky's going to be ranked. Mississippi mm-hmm. State's going to be ranked. Yeah, but A and M could overtake those guys with a win over LSU. A win, you can never know. What's going to take place in the minds of all the executives at the Gator, the Outback, and the Citrus? You never exactly know what's right. going to take place. They would love to welcome they an 8-4 A&M off an LSU win. They might say, hey, that coach Gabe Bach, let's bring him in here. His well, team is wild. Let's get specific with it. That coach Jimbo Fisher, yeah. he knows a thing or two about That's those bowls in that state. Yeah. And the draw of bringing him back into mm-hmm. that state, I think, would have – that would, would be, be tremendous. But A&M's got to do their part. Oh, The Aggies have the to do their that, part on Saturday. That's the opportunity. Do you want to be the team that got the monkey off their your back yes. and beat LSU for the they, first they, time in the SEC? That's a, I mean, I like that expression, and that would be one of the things that a guy like Donovan Wilson, uh, Kingsley Kiki, all the seniors. Mac. All the seniors. We'll have more with Jimmy Wright next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Let's look a little bit at the UAB game. Give a little love to Jay Sternberger and Travion Williams as snubs for the College Football Awards and more. Back for another segment with Jimmy Wright. Jay Sternberger is the greatest of all time. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah. I'm not ready to say that, but I'm ready to say he belongs to the Mackey finalist. Oh, uh, I, I was very disappointed in at least three of our players not being a final. And that's Trevon Williams and Jay Sternberger. And I, I'm pretty sure uh, Brandon Mann is going to be a, 
the finals with his Braden fourteen uh, Braden with his fourteenth what sixty yard punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that we have uh, any wideouts for. Any, but I think Jay Sternberg should have been in this last group of what I saw where they were from, some of the schools. God bless him, Mackey passed in 2011. But if he were alive and watching football, Jay Sternberger would probably be on there because you got to wake up and watch what's going on. A&M had no tight ends, but he knows Jim, they know Jimbo Fisher's got a propensity for it, and they bring in a dude, and in year one makes A&M a big, big difference maker in that position. A big difference. So that ought to yeah. be a huge part of it. Why do teams win, give up? Who wins coach of the year most of the years? The guy who does – it takes something that wasn't really there and makes something special out of it. Well, that's the definition yeah. of the tight end of the yeah. year. The tight end of the year in college football is number 81 wearing maroon and white in College yeah. Station, like, like I said, I was real disappointed for sure with two or three of our players yep. that got eliminated because I really felt like that they were having a banner year, not just for us, but in the great SEC. Well, you know what, Jimmy? And I would not be surprised – if if Trevon Williams is not first team tailback and Sternberger is first team tight end in the SEC, I agree. Yeah. Well, you know what? What'd you say at the start? None of that crap matters because it's LSU week. That's all it. it matters. And I thought Tim Brewster said it best. I think I've got the text here. He said this on Twitter. The okay. tight ends coach, the aforementioned right. Tim Brewster. Quote: I truly believe Jay Sternberger is the best tight end in the nation. A win over LSU though is so much more important than any individual award. Beat the hell out of LSU. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. Look, go take it out on the Tigers. Yeah. And see, here's the thing that, that whenever I talk with uh, Don Watson, who was – Don I Watson? Kept, I remember I kept telling you he's our, uh, the Horned Frog Killer. Okay, back yep. in our day. Oh, yeah. He, his, his, his statement all the time, he said, Jimmy, he said, Coach Fisher calls the play, but Gabe Bach and Don Watson and Jimmy Ryder out there on the field – to run that play, and it's up to us to execute and make the play go to be successful. See, and I think yep. Coach Fisher has done a great job of transforming this team from a spread option into his style of offense and Mike Elko's style. Because I, I guarantee you now, Gabe, his defense with the defensive ends is completely different than what Chavis does. Mm-hmm. Because – we don't have right now people going through that off-tackle hole with a car and, and three trailers that hold that wide, see, because the ends come across the line and they don't go upfield five to seven yards to leave a big hole there Vertical for, either gap. for no right. linebacker or a linebacker to cover on the tackle, mm-hmm. see. Right. So the defense is completely different, and I like it myself. And, and like I said earlier – the only three things I'm going to talk about about the UAB game is I was disappointed in the number of snaps that UAB ran, 76, and we ran 54 first time. I was disappointed in the time of possession because we did not stop them when it was third and long, money down, folks. Everybody knows it's a money down. 10 of 16, that's way too high of a percentage, and they kept the ball. Then you get to the long gainers. Why did they have long gainers? Because we didn't get to the passer, and they had five or six, like 35, 34, 21, 25, 26, 25 third in plays like that. A lot of them on third and long, too. I'm telling you it was third and long, and it hurt. And so now that's that's why I got in here to start off with the defense. I want Donovan Wilson to talk with every one of these guys to number 21 Oliver, number 29 Renfro, Number 10, Jones. Number 26, uh, Caper Smith. Number 27, Ronnie Elam. Number 11, Pryor. Number 9, Leon O'Neill. I want him to talk to them about playing the best ever pass defense against Joe Burrow, who's averaging 202 yards per game. He's thrown for 2,230 in, in 11 games. Uh, he's got, uh, I think he's got nine TDs. And he's run for four TDs at 275 yards uh, down on the goal line. So, but he's not a great quarterback. He's a management-type quarterback. And we need to come up with turnovers, two interceptions. If we make them fumble three times, let's get two of three. And the special teams, 
Lord, play like you did against UAB because you played fabulous. And if I had anything to say, Donovan, is talk about believing that you can win and that the team and the secondary and the defense with those five seniors, I hope a Torah lock of plays. If he cool. doesn't, I want Buddy Johnson to know that Gabe Bach and I are pulling for him. Suit up and play and get out there and don't say, what if I make a mistake? Can I do it? Get out there and do it. I think Buddy Johnson plays no matter what in a game like this because this uh, is a Buddy Johnson-type I mean, personnel game. can't play with a concussion, right. and he starts. He hadn't been starting, right. but let him start because we believe I believe he's a really good football player. Mm-hmm. You can put him in there. You can also play him at the Sam and play base yeah. against LSU if you have three linebackers. Uh-huh. I think Buddy Johnson is a huge factor uh, in this Buddy game. Johnson and Tyrell Dotson and Atora Laka, and if we had Anthony Hines, we would have had four good linebackers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's well, Jimmy, an if. I'm thankful for you, brother. Okay. And I really enjoy having you every Tuesday talking ball. We'll break it all down next week, but have a great Thanksgiving. Tell happy Same Thanksgiving to, to Millie and, uh, and, your, and your kiddos and the grandkids, will okay. you? Everybody have a great Thanksgiving, and let's have 103,000 fans that all believe that we're going to beat LSU. That's what I think. That's right. And then by maybe middle of the third quarter, even those purple ones think that a and is going to win that <laughs> game it. just based on the look and feel of that game. That's right. this team's more built for it, so now go do it. It's going to be fun, Jimmy. The matchup is great for us. Yeah. You feel like a and is going to win it? Yes. The 20 to 17 is going to be the score. 20 to 17. Well, it's going like it. to be uh, 10 to First to 20. Uh, it's going to be 10 to 7 at halftime and 20 to 17 when the game's over. The over and under is 46. Take the under, folks, because we're going <laughs> to play lights out defense. Love it. Thank you, Jimmy. Okay, my man. Our thanks to Jimmy Wright. We'll take a timeout and be joined by figure eight crew, Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning. Both guys have played together two years ago at AM. Both wore number eight, one offensive, one defensive, the quarterback and the defender. With us next as we roll along on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, the Tex-Ags Marina White Report. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th-gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top-brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800-BY-DELL or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800-BY-DELL for more Black Friday deals. This giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And until December 2nd, you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Plus, save on other photo gifts. It's our best deal of the season. So get Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code RADIO60. That's Vistaprint.com promo code RADIO60. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TexAgs Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TexAgs.com, what are you waiting for? TexAgs.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TexAgs. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TexAgs.com.
This is the Tex-Ags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's talk about this matchup a little bit between A&M and LSU and what it'll take to snap a six-game losing skid against the Bayou Bengals as SEC opponents. Seven-game losing skid overall dating back to A&M in the Cotton Bowl after the 2010 season when they were not conference uh, opponents. Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning joining us in studio for a Thanksgiving week chat. Your hot list coming off of UAB, but really projecting forward like these guys are playing well. They're going to keep it rolling against LSU. JD? JD? Uh, so to start off, I might take some of your guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I might have to go Travion Williams first off. I mean, the guy he's been all year long. You know, I had him on the podcast the other week. We talked about him hitting some of the big-time numbers he's going to hit. 111 rushing yards in the fourth quarter. And you talk about putting your foot on somebody's throat and finishing games. That's what it's all about, man. Yes. You're giving him the rock and letting him finish the games the way he's supposed to. Number two on the list, I'm going to go Jay Sternberger, the guy who got snubbed from the John Mackey Award list. I think that's – man, I don't I don't know who was, who was voting for it, man, but absolute snub. And I think he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder, come out there and absolutely dominate. And then another guy that got to give a quick shout-out to is Braden Mann, um, going out and breaking the NCAA record for punts over 60 yards with 14. And, you know, Braden's had a hell of a season, man. Like I said, my old locker mate, so I, I had to rub off on him a little bit. But – Shout out to Braden and what he's done all year long. And, you know, in terms of flipping field position, I'm, I'm sitting up in the stands now during the games. I'm not on the sideline like Trevor Knight and, and Gabe. But so I'm hearing guys talk about this all game long, you know, and every time he goes out there and kicks a punt, it's like, oh, man, this guy is a weapon. This guy is special. I'm so glad we have him on our team. And, man, he's got a lot of praise. He's going to get a lot more, too. Man, he is so huge in a game like this because LSU is not an explosive offense. Absolutely. I mean, they're not built to uh, score these long 70, 80-yard drives. So I, you got to feel really good about punts and okay play in a game like this, in my opinion, with their offense. All right, Trevor, who's your hot list? Yeah, I'm going to start with Dalen Mack, um, a guy that has Mack. had just Mack. a great year this year and the career that he's had, and we've talked about it a lot. It's just been really cool to see how productive he's been. Um, had a great game this past week. I think he'll be a force to be reckoned with this week um, and needs to be as well. Next one, Tyrell Dodson. I mean, the guy is consistently leading the team in tackles week in and week out. And um, a guy that, that fills holes that's great in, in pass defense. Um, and really, uh, I would consider the, the, the leader of our defense. Um, and last is Donovan Wilson. Got himself a pick this last week. Um, senior leader there in the back end. He's going to have to get those guys going, as he does every week, to uh, to eliminate the passing game and uh, make us successful in this one coming up here against LSU. I like that you go all defense here because <clears throat> the one thing that A&M has not been able to do at all in this matchup is slow down LSU's run game. Oh, and if LSU, if the Tigers run wild again <laughs> like they've been able to do, look, 2012, 219, 2013, 324 on the ground, 2014, 384 then 244, then 298, then 250. Oh, man. I mean, they've had 800-yard rushers in the last six years. So there have been multiple years where two guys got over 100. It's been embarrassing, it's man. ridiculous. Only one time since 2012 has LSU not had multiple backs go over 73 rushing yards, and that year was your year when Fournette was hurt. So guys said, that's fine. I want to rush for 280 and four touchdowns. 285. Oh, man. So, I mean – Every year, multiple dudes just run in the rock, rough shot over AM's defense. Things have changed. I'm ready to say right now, that ain't happening this year. No. Yeah, but the guys happening. you're talking about, and I don't know if Falaka's going to play or not. I mean, we can get some scoop over here from JD, but that's Ooh. really not what the way Jimbo wants us to do it. So, the roommate. But is I hope he plays because he's been maybe AM's best defensive player this year. Dotson's a huge piece. Now he's got to step up even more. But Mac at the epicenter is where it all begins. Absolutely. Yep, those guys have been phenomenal all year long, and um, I expect them to do the same this week. Uh, there's no reason why you can go um, an entire season and then let it drop off the last game. They'll be motivated. They'll be ready to go. Absolutely. We better get some good running football teams too, man, or some good teams at running the football. I don't know why I said that. But uh, we're going to go out there and smack them in the mouth. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this game, man, more so than any other game we played this year. All right, we ready for this now? We've been we've mentioned the headliners. Now the sleeper player, because I normally do this on Thursdays with Jordan Pugh, but we're not having a Thursday live show. The best of tomorrow. Sleeper of the week, presented by the Sleep Station in the Specs parking lot at Texas and Harvey Road, in front of Lowe's at William D. Fitch and Highway Six, and online. Go see Jerry McLeod and Company. TheSleepStation.com is the website. Now this is your non-household name. He could be a starter, but he's not a household name. Yet, you think in this matchup, it really, and you see some stuff from him, he's starting to turn it on. Trevor, I'll give you the first look at it. 
Who's your sleeper pick going into this game? We talked about Braden Mann. We talked about how he's going to be a differentiator in this ball game because of flipping the field and, and things like that. But my sleeper this week is Seth Small. Okay. And the reason is is because he's going to have the opportunity to kick some field goals, and he's going to have the opportunity, obviously, to kick some extra points. And if he goes in there with um, confidence and with the – uh, wherewithal that this is a differentiating part of the game and goes in there and is 100% on the day, that could be the difference in this ball game. Um, yep. You know, I think it's going to be a close game. I think we're favored by two and a half points right now. So that's a field goal right there. Um, if he goes in there and, and he's perfect on the day, I think that gives us a really, really good chance to win this football game. like it a lot. Absolutely. Um, yeah, actually, just to kind of weigh in on Seth, man, I hope he has a really big game. You know, I, I saw a stat a couple weeks ago. I was saying he's missed at least a field goal in every single game. <clears throat> it's just going to be, you know, especially with the way their defense is playing right now, it's going to be really, really important for us to get points in any way possible. So I think it's going to be definitely big this game. Yeah. He didn't um, miss one against Ole Miss, but he's missed one in six of his last seven. Okay, yeah. yeah. So let's see. My sleeper pick, and I used to, well, hold on, when I used to play, a coach used to always tell me that, you know, the two biggest momentum shifters uh, during a football game are defensive touchdowns and special teams touchdowns. And so I'm going to stay right there with special teams for a little bit. I'm going to go Rashad Paul. And I think you know, Rashad has like come it. close to busting one out, man. And I want to see him take one back to the house, man, old Christian Kirk style. I think Rashad's going to bust one this game. All right, let me get in here for a second. Because there's not a week goes by, and I think it's sleeper, unless it's a spread them out kind of guy, mm-hmm. where I'm not thinking put number one on the field defensively. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a really big, fast guy than a small, non-fast guy. And that's been an issue. It's just fast twitch among the DBs. And in a game like this, grown man football, you're putting two tights on the field, you're playing with a fullback some. Buddy Johnson's going to play a lot, whether or not Alaka's out there. Alaka's out there. I still think they go base a lot. Play Buddy Johnson like they did Mississippi State. Look at the impact he made from the word go on the fastest player in college football. Chases down Schwartz. First play against Auburn. To me, this is a Buddy Johnson football game. I could see him going out there and getting 10, 12 tackles in a game like this. like that a lot. Give like me Buddy, that, man. I like that. I what am I missing here? <laughs> he's a stud. He is, man. He did a good job for stepping in for Otaro last week as well, man. And he's been a guy that's been working since he got here on campus. I had an opportunity to see him grow last year. You know, he kind of came in and didn't really know what he was doing at first, but he made a big impact later in the season. And you can I make think- up for that with Dallas Swagger now, especially South <laughs> Dallas. Thanks to Trevor and Justin, we'll take a break. We'll call out to Cole Kublik, and our columnist Olin Buchanan will be joining us in our next segment on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Welcome back. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, our columnist and Heisman voter Olin Buchanan now joining us in studio and out to the phone line and visit with SEC Network analyst Cole Kublik out there in Birmingham, Alabama. Is A&M more equipped than ever? And I mean, since the move to the SEC, even when they were playing like lightning under Johnny, but in the physicality department, in the trenches, are they more equipped than ever to hold up against the Tigers on Saturday? Well, probably, especially on defense. I mean, I, you know, you, you mentioned going fast, but, I mean, Johnny had some pretty good offensive linemen. No doubt. Matthews boys and those guys, too. So, um, But defensively, I would say absolutely. Um, and, you know, Miles and Deshaun Hall and some of those guys could bring it off the edge. But when you look across the board at this defensive line, I mean, Daylon Mack is a SEC interior defensive lineman. Like, that's what they're supposed to look like. Uh, and, and he plays like one and has played like one this year. Kiki obviously can play inside. He can play outside. Matabuke's had good reps. Um, so I, I think in, when you throw in Dodson and a lot of the linebackers look and play that way as well. So especially on defense, I would say this team is, is as equipped to take on LSU. And, and, I, and I think it goes a long way to, to just – reinforce what Jimbo and especially on the defensive side, what Elko have done with that group, because let's, let's be honest, we A&M fans have seen all of these guys in games before. I mean, it's not like they're doing it with a bunch of new faces, but they have changed that attitude and changed a lot of that mindset and that demeanor. And that, that I think is what A&M fans should take from this season and be excited about moving forward. 
Aolin uh, here, um, uh, Cole. Um, how significant is, do you think, the loss of, uh, uh, I'm going to say the name wrong, Braden Fajoko for LSU? Because I know they always have a, a lot of uh, depth there, but also know he's was considered a really good player. Well, they, and they, it's, well, what's weird about that, Owen, is they don't have that depth this year. Bohoko and Lawrence have, have been a big part of why that defense has been as good as they have been. Everyone talks about the secondary for good reason. They're probably the best secondary in the country. But uh, those two, along with Devin White, um, have really, really given this defense uh, a chance to be something special. And Rougarou is another defensive tackle that they have inside that's given them some good reps, but they, it usually feels like LSU just has defensive tackles falling off trees over there, and they don't seem to have that kind of depth this year. And having them twice in the back half of the season, you know, Coach Ola has told us we, we're, we're thin up front. Dave Aranda told us that as well. That we, just, we don't have the same kind of numbers that we're used to or that we need to really be as effective in this league as we need to be. But at this point in the season, you go with what you got. But Brendan Fajoko is a guy who – he can eat space. He can penetrate and disrupt. A uh, really good football player, and and absolutely will be a problem, especially considering how well A and M has run the football recently. And you, you're going to need all the help you can get against that offense, based on the way they're turning out yards on the ground. I mean, it sounds weird when I ask this question, but I mean LSU with Fajoko gave up 215 yards to Florida, 201 on the ground to Mississippi State, 281, of course, to Bama. But A&M's been running it. Travion's been running it. The O-line seems like they're in sync. And now they don't have Fajoko back there on LSU's defense. And, of course, they don't have Chase on either. So, in terms of their defensive front, that battle right there, A&M's run game versus LSU's run defense, are you prepared to give A&M an edge going into that matchup or no? Uh, probably when you, when, you, when you put all the factors into it and you think about the fact that you can also add a quarterback with mobility to that, and there's going to be some quarterback runs. We've seen A&M have still designed quarterback runs that they're going to utilize in this offense. I don't know if those are going to be there in three or four years, but they're going to be there now, and, they're, and Jimbo's using those this year. So when you can add an extra blocker and you throw a 12th man on the field, Gillespie and he's able to help out, that, that's big. Uh, and that gives you a numbers advantage. So I, I think there's two big matchups that will decide this game. Number one is the one that you just mentioned, the LSU front seven against the A&M offensive line. Uh, how that game, and it's not, not just in the run game, but also in protection. Because uh, we've seen Kellen down the stretch make a few mistakes that were sort of uncharacteristic to him early in the season, and it looked like he had sort of morphed into a guy that wasn't going to make those bad decisions. And he just made a couple of them, not a lot, just a couple of them down the stretch. And if you can pressure him maybe with that secondary, you have a better chance of forcing him into some of those mistakes. And Aranda does a nice job of how he dials up his pressures. He's not going to bring six or seven guys very often. So he'll do it with three or four, but you don't know what three or four are coming. And he disguises it well, and he utilizes linebacker blitz as well out of mainly a three-man front. And the other matchup, I think, is a, a big, physical, talented group of wide receivers against that LSU secondary. You know, Christian Fulton's been down for a little while. He rolled his ankle in the Arkansas game. We had that. You don't know if he's going to be back close to 100%. So how those guys make plays down the field, which I expect that they have the capability to do that, I think those two matchups for me are, are going to be key. And you, you, you can really throw into that, too, the LSU offensive line. They're going to need a huge day to get a run game going. And LSU's not going to, not going to abandon the run game by any stretch of the imagination. So not a lot of teams have found a way to get the A&M front seven blocked and keep them blocked. You're definitely not going to really move them off the ball. So that, that could be the matchup that you look at and say, wow, LSU just couldn't get anything going on the ground, and that's the reason they didn't won the game. Um, Cole, in your opinion, can uh, Joe Burrow consistently exploit that uh, A&M secondary that's obviously had its issues? He can, but I would put a giant asterisk next to it, and that is if he has time. Now, what Steve Insminger has done a really nice job of this year, Olin, is offering extra bodies to make sure he has that time. So you'll see six, seven, sometimes eight-man protection to allow Joe Burrow that time to operate. Joe Burrow does nothing physically to wow you. He doesn't. He doesn't have a huge arm. He's not a guy that can throw the ball. You know, he's not going to get on his knee at midfield and throw it through the goalpost. 
he's not running a four four. You know, he he just there, there's he's not quick twitch. He makes pretty good decisions and he's pretty accurate when he has time. And he's actually and he's an underrated runner. Now I, I don't think that you know you put him next to Kellen Mond, you know, in a in a forty yard dash, he's going to be fifteen yards behind Mond at the finish of it. But he's more of a he's more of an understanding runner. You know, he understands to just you know where the ball's supposed to go, how to be patient enough to wait for blocks, and then just kind of follow north and south. And he's a pretty tough kid too. So uh, he's got to have time to be able to exploit that secondary. He's not going to just be able to do it on his own. He's not going to create a lot on his own. And we've seen some games, kind of like the Alabama game, where they haven't given him that time. The Florida game will be another one. So with that front seven that A&M's thrown on the field, you'd have to think that the Aggies had the advantage there. Cole, one more quick one on A&M, and then we can jump around real quick. But how does A, how does Mon find success against this, against this pass defense of, of LSU, which is so good, fifth in the country in picks? It may be more with his legs, yeah, and and it may be it may be extending the pocket and then maybe forcing a corner or a safety to come up when they feel like he will run the ball and then be able to hit some things over the top. And you can do that. You can generate that mindset with some quarterback draws and some design quarterback runs and sort of plant the seed in the mind of those DBs when they see him tuck the ball or move out of the pocket, oh, he's going to run. So I, I think what Jimbo and Coach Dickey can do early is maybe draw up a few runs, a few draws, and maybe move the pocket a little bit just to sort of show those defensive backs, hey, this is a guy that can and will get out of the pocket. And if we don't come up and attempt to make some of those stops, then we're, we're, we're going to be in trouble. Our thanks to Cole Kublik. We'll take a timeout. We'll run down the SEC versus SEC conference games here of week 13 and quick keys to the game for A&M against LSU, and we'll predict the score as we close out the Thanksgiving Day edition of the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Herpesinel works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpesinel penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpesinel also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpesinel works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Friday starts now. Get 60% off everything and 50% off clearance styles at Gap Factory. Plus, don't miss logo favorites from $9.99 and sweaters from $14.99. Save big at Gap Factory. And at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 60% off everything, including clearance. Stock up on cozy sweaters from $19.99 and outerwear from $39.99. Black Friday deals start now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Search our store locator for your nearest Gap Factory and Banana Republic Factory store or shop us online. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. Uh, Moving expenses. 
There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Welcome back to the final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's run down the league games in the final week of the regular season. And number 18, Mississippi State at Ole Miss. Now, we're recording this right around Thanksgiving, right before Thanksgiving. So this game is going to be a Thursday night game. Some of you getting this show a little late. The game will have just happened, so we'll fly through it quickly. Uh, Mississippi State at Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl. That's Thursday night, Thanksgiving night battle, 6.30, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Mississippi State coming in a 10.5-point favorite. That's a lot to lay on the road, rivalry game. Ole Miss's offense. I'll say Ole Miss in the points. I think State wins the game, State, but I'll go Ole Miss in the points there. Okay, Arkansas, 2-9, and 0-7 oh in the league. Will they get a win in the SEC? I don't think so. Well, they're playing Missouri on the road, 7-4, 3-4 in the league, and I believe Missouri's won three straight conference games. Friday at 1.30, Faroe Field, CBS, Missouri, laying 23-and-a-half at home against Arkansas. I think they cover it. they got a really good running game. They've got a, a, an NFL quarterback in Drew Locke, and they play enough defense. A run defense is about it all, so what will Boyd do on them? Story's not going to burn you. I think Arkansas is pretty much packed it in. they got some NFL players not playing defensively in that game. Missouri's going to kill Arkansas in this game. So I'll say Missouri covers that spread. Auburn, 7-4, 3-4 in the league at number one in undefeated Alabama. 11-0, 7-0 in SEC play. 2-30 Saturday at Bryant-Denny Stadium on CBS. Alabama laying 24 as we're at the time that we're recording this show. And Alabama will cover the spread. Now, Auburn's got a pretty decent defense. Uh, very clunky and disjointed offensively, though. It is in Tuscaloosa. I know it's a rivalry game, and that's a lot of that is a lot of points to lay. Alabama covers this because they've got two at Tungavailoa, and they've got a defense that will stifle and stymie what our, what Auburn wants to do offensively. Auburn has no idea what their identity is still in week thirteen of the season. They're week twelve. I just I don't see Auburn doing much at all offensively, and you can even Auburn's not going to hold uh, Alabama under forty. Two of May play in the fourth quarter. I doubt he will. And Alabama will roll on Saturday in the Iron Bowl. All right. Tennessee at five and six, two and five in the league at Vanderbilt. Guess what? Uh, five and six, two and five in the SEC play. One winner will leave Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville, three o'clock, SEC Network. One, one of these teams will leave here bowl eligible, and the other one won't, and we'll hope that they get in and back their way in with APR. Okay, if they're not enough teams bowl eligible. But Vandy, minus three and a half at home. I think the cover. Vanderbilt's got a couple of key players. Lipscomb, they've got uh, they've got enough key players in there. A better quarterback with Shermer, who I don't love, and it's also at home. Vandy's going to win the game by a touchdown or so. So I think the cover. And that brings us to the game at Kyle Field, across the street from where we record the show here at the offices of Texags.com. Seventh-ranked LSU. At nine and two, five and two in SEC play against twenty-second ranked Texas A&M, seven and four, four and three in the league. This is a battle for second place in the SEC West. Six thirty at Kyle Field for A&M. It's a chance to go to a Florida Bowl for the first time, which is a tier up from where they've been, dating back to two thousand and fourteen. Memphis, then Nashville, then Houston, then Charlotte. Look, cold weather bowl games, man. Let's wear some shorts at the bowl. But it is a tier thing. It's about program development, year one for Jimbo. That'd be a big deal. Winning eight games and getting the LSU monkey off your back. 630 Kyle Field SEC Network, Saturday night, 
A&M is actually favored, that surprised some people, by two and a half points. Here's some quick keys here for me. I got five of them. Number one, get off to a fast start. Establish early that this is a different Texas A&M. Ed Ogeron mentioned it this week in his press conference. Here's the quote. Quote, they're tough, they're physical. He, meaning Jimbo, he's changed the mindset. This is going to be a battle. This is not an old Texas A&M team that we played. This is a physical, tough football team. Establish your newfound physicality from the word go in this football game. Get LSU chasing the scoreboard with an early A&M lead. I think that's a big key. Number two, keep Travion Williams rolling on the ground. I mean, he's kind of like Cyrus Gray at the end of the 2010 season, playing good run defense, but it didn't matter because they were humming in the run game, and they are right now from the offensive line to the running back himself. I mean, they're doing a really, really good job. Mixing in extra blockers, too, with the fullback and tight ends. But mix in a lot of Jay Sean Corbin along the way as well. Good change of pace. Give him five or eight carries. Kellen Mond in the QB run game is a huge key. But Travion's your guy. That's your horse. That's why you're to this point. LSU does give up a lot of rushing yards. 31st in run defense. So that, And they've had, given up some big yardage totals. And now they're without their nose tackle, Braden Fajoko. Aggies have a slight edge in the run game. I believe entering Saturday's action need to take advantage of it. Number three, stonewall LSU's run game and put it all on Joe Burrow. And I know that's dangerous because you're talking about he he has the ability to take advantage of A&M's weakness on the back end. I get it. But the Tigers have run all day on the Aggie defense throughout this series as SEC opponents, and that's got to end. I mean, LSU's averaging 303 yards rushing per contest since the move to the SEC. A&M's averaging 104. That's got to flip-flop or get closer to even there. And I think A&M's got an edge. A&M's better at stopping the run than LSU is at running it. Advantage Aggies for the first time. Now, no loud mistakes for Kellen Mond. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes, uh, but when he does make mistakes, they're big and they're loud and they're very damaging throughout this season. He doesn't have to be all-world throwing the football, but Kellen Mond can't make them those big mistakes needs to be sound and very efficient in the passing game. And then finally, you got to win on special teams. The Aggies have been really good in the punting department, the best in the country. they got the best punter in the country. He's probably going to break a single-season punt yardage record. He's already broken several NCAA records. And they've, they've been pretty darn good in the return and the coverage game as well. And they blocked two kicks last week. LSU's got a big edge at kicker, though, with Cole Tracy. The grad transfer over there from Assumption College has been fantastic. A&M's got a freshman kicker. You got to go out and win phase three, and it'll go a long way towards securing a victory. A&M is a two-point favorite, and I'll take a slight cover for A&M. I'm on the Aggies here, 24-20, and I'll take the under, which is like 48 or something. But 24-20 is my pick. Texas A&M wins the game. All right, we hope you guys enjoy your family, enjoy your loved ones, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Big thanks to Jimmy Wright, Trevor Knight, Justin Dunning, Cole Kubelik, our producer Dalton Hughes. Let the good times roll this week. It's going to be a fun weekend of college football. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Marin and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.